Bulls Gold is delivered to you via the Barroom Network, now in its seventh year of providing podcasts about Chicago sports, movies, and more. Make sure to subscribe to the Barroom Network for free and easy downloads of its programming. And visit its merchandising store at deepdishtees.com to purchase t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs. Now, on with the show. By Salim Sudawala. Salim, how's it going today? Ed, I'm going. It's going well. Uh, it's a bright Sunday morning. Uh, sky play today. They can uh, they can close out the the series and obviously get that first title for franchise history and bring a title back to Chicago. I think I think they're gonna they're gonna be the first domino for a, a dominant 2020s. For Chicago sports, I'm, I'm, I have a feeling. I have a feeling in it within me. So uh, excited about that coming up, uh, and I'm excited about the Bulls season coming up as well. <laughs> it's kind of like a little hesitant saying, it. "You're like, oh, I'm a little yeah. excited." <laughs> no, no, no. I feel you. Uh, it's been great seeing like all the Chicago Sky like coverage and the games being like really like hype and seeing the team like they're like a game away from winning right so this is yeah it's really dope to see that and of course all of the excitement around the bulls uh this upcoming season their season starts wednesday and it's it's gonna be really interesting i think based off the preseason we're all really excited there's so many new pieces and they all seem to be fitting really well yeah 100 percent. like you know wednesday's game was a a really good test for them like you kind of saw what they could be obviously there was bad to take away and good to take away uh like a mixture but it was nice to see them in general you know they had the lead for most of the game trailed a little bit but they fought back uh started it started out great and then obviously memphis kind of just had that strong finish to the first quarter mm-hmm. but you know the Bulls were able to you know hold their own and and against a, a team that's projected to be probably like a top seven top six team in the West. Yeah, I think they'd probably be pretty good. I mean, I I don't you know I don't I don't think the Grizzlies like are a bad team by by any means, obviously. So I I was pretty I was pretty happy to see them. Like I said, you know, go out there and and do a lot of things that they did, and we saw some good stuff. Like I said with Patrick. Williams being back, some good things that he did that, you know, encouraging and it'll be interesting to see how Billy wants to use him. Like, I think he kind of toyed with him for a little bit at center, which we've kind of been wanting to see. Yeah. So that was exciting as well. Yeah, for sure. And the other great thing is the Bulls finished undefeated in the preseason. So we finally get to hang that 6-0 and banner up. We can hang it next to the <laughs> Summer League banner when Denzel Valentine hit that shot. I'm not sure which team is better. There's going to be a lot of debates going forward about comparing these teams. The 
<laughs> Summer League uh, 2017 team versus uh, this team. But no, yeah, it, it's going to be a really exciting season. And joining us today on Bulls Go for the first time, uh, he co-hosts uh, Bulls on Tap on the On Tap uh, Sports Net. Uh, Buzz on Tap. Buzz, thank you for joining us, man. Oh, thanks for having me, guys. I'm looking forward to talking some Bulls basketball, and I can't wait till Wednesday. I just, I, uh, it's coming up quickly, but slowly at the same time. And I'm just, uh, I'm, I'm counting down the minutes until Wednesday's game and then Friday's game when we're all going to be there for the home opener. Oh, nice. Yes, yes. This is going to be really fun. We're playing. It's we're we're going to be playing a New Orleans team without Zion, though. So not it. It will still be a interesting test i guess but i feel like this game could be so much more exciting if zion was playing but yeah no i definitely agree with you there it sucks when the elite level talent from the opposing team isn't there due to injury or what have you but at the same time man i have not been in the united center since 20 early 2020 before covid had shut the season down and i'm looking forward to getting back into my seats and uh having a good time so i i just want to win i don't care more than anything my first game back i just want to win yeah no for sure and i'm excited because i i've got nba league pass now so i'm in it i get to see all of these games and i'm just ready to see some like really good bulls basketball see some entertaining winning basketball so let's get into a buzz again the bulls did not lose a single game this preseason we've seen a lot of highlights from them we've seen some good up-tempo basketball we've seen them moving the ball really well we've seen the top four players on his team with uh, Zach, Vooch, DeMar, Ball, all fitting really well. And the starting lineup looks pretty solid. And we also see some uh, some promising flashes from the benches, too, with uh, Caruso has played well. Javante Green has been a standout, I think, in preseason as well, too. And we also got to see Patrick Williams in this game against Memphis coming back from a uh, sprained ankle injury. Now, we're still going to have to wait a little bit to see Kobe White but so far, so good, I think, from this team in preseason. And just, again, some very encouraging things heading into the regular season. So what stood out to you the most uh, during this preseason stretch? I think what stood out to me the most during it was the fact what they said on media day. It's about being unselfish, about moving the ball, about, you know, it's not about who gets shots, how many shots, where, you know, whatever. It's it, that they want to win, and they showed that in the preseason. Again, this is just preseason. I, I try not to freak out too much about it, but if anybody follows me uh, that listens to the show, and I'm sure there's a million people do because you guys got a great show, a million people. If I had a million followers, that'd be great. Anyway, um, <laughs> but I mean, I'm usually very homerish, and I just I try not to be that way. I, I do sprinkle in, and, and me and Salim on Bulls on Tap, we did last season. Like we did have a lot of realism in it, but sometimes I kind of get brought towards. When I see something good, I just I just kind of flock towards it immediately. Mm. But I, I I feel really good about what they said and how it looked. And, and that's what stood out to me the most is they just didn't talk about what they were going to do. They did it. Mm. And I, I really like that. And I want to see it, you know, transfer over into the regular season. Uh, Levine was super efficient. You know, DeRozan looked pretty good. I mean, you know, shooting the rock, he was uh, sketchy two games, but not bad. I mean, it wasn't anything like terrible. Lonzo Ball initiating the offense, looking good, hitting three-point shots. I mean, that dude's mechanics from his shot coming into the league to yeah. now is just unbelievable. And I got and I uh, I echo your your um because you have league pass. I have it now as well. And I watched uh, actually had it last year. I watched a lot of Pelicans basketball, and I was always on that train just because how much he's improved. So what stood out to me again was just what they talked, they walked. 
basically. And I'm really excited to go into the regular season with it. And I'm, I think more so on anything, Pat Williams toughness, because they said it was like anywhere from four to six weeks when he had that ankle injury. Right. What was that? Was that four weeks or was it three? I don't know. I, I feel right, like it was three. So they said, so they, they, I think they went and adjusted the, the time frame because not the time frame, I should say, they when they announced his ankle severe ankle injury right um they originally did it like on the on like the 25th they announced it but then they said that it's it's actually when he heard it on the 15th all right or right, something right. like that it was something like that and they said it's so it's 4 to 6 weeks from the 15th yeah so it was but no yeah 100% even then you consider um you know he he seems like maybe a fast healer i, I think like we we were expecting him to. They said severe, so we were right. expecting him to be bad. And then we heard about how he was at the Sky Game and he wasn't limping or anything like that. So yeah, he was good there. Um, I, and as for the games that we've seen, it just it's just crazy has how much easier the game continually gets for Zach. I know we talk <laughs> about him a lot now. We we hype him up. You know, we get very defensive about him, but it just, it's just marvelous to see. It's like the other day I, I was thinking, Zach's just having a home home game. He's probably not doing that. Look, he had 31 points. What the hell? Like, I don't know. We're just like, 30. like, how did he get 31 points? Like, what happened here? What did I miss? I, Cause when I, then I rewatched the game, I was like, well, I see him take like, you know, the shots and up, but like I said, it was just effortless and, it's just sneaky because he's not he's not dominating the ball as much now. It's because he's doing a lot of work. He has to do less work on, on the ball because he has all these other great uh, ball handlers uh, and gr- really good teammates that he can rely on. So it's just that to me is, again, st- sticking out that Zach is just like, you know, we talk about him being a bucket. But good Lord. Yeah, this man is an absolute fucking bucket. Yeah, it's. It's good seeing multiple guys on this team who can not only handle the ball, but also look to move the ball. So in the starting lineup, you you have Zach, you have DeMar, you have Lonzo. Vooch is also a really good passer out the low post. And then you bring in a guy like Alice Caruso, who's also a very good passer, as we've seen in preseason. We've seen him have a 10 assist game in preseason. So his two-way ability is also going to be really valuable. So it it just looks like the front office has really knocked us out of the park in terms of getting the right players on this team that can not only complement Zach, but give him some games where he doesn't have to be a superhero all of the time, where he can have you know, a 20 point game sometimes, and we can get a really balanced effort from the starting lineup. Yeah, it's absolutely massive. And again, like to Salim's point, man, it's just, it's sneaky this year when you felt like last year, when the points were, you know, piling up, it felt like forced because no one else could get to their spots. No one else could move without the ball. No one else could do anything to really help Zach outside of who maybe Kobe white. And that's before obviously Vooch had gotten here, you know, and Vooch can kind of do his own thing, but yeah, in the preseason so far, and I, I've kind of, you know, flaunted over Zach myself, dude. I just, I, I think that guy is unbelievable. I think he's just gotten better and better. And it's crazy that this year, looked at the box score and I'm like, damn, I was like, I didn't realize, you know, the guy averaged 22 something points a game, you know, and he just shot super efficient from the field 
And I think from deep too, he did all right from deep. So, I mean, and he was 52% from uh three point land in the preseason. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's, yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for that. Yeah, absolutely. Let me, let me ask you this. Uh, Zach Levine made his first all-star appearance last season. Do you not only do you expect him to just build off on a career year again this upcoming season? Do you think like do you think he's going to with all of the talent on this team, do you think he's probably going to score a little less but be a little bit more valuable or do you still think like he can take another step in terms of maybe just like basic numbers like what do you what do you expect to get out of him this season? I expect another all-star appearance. I'll, I'll be honest with you there. I definitely think he could be an NBA all-star again. I think he could be a perennial all-star. He's 26 years old. I think it's going to keep happening. As far as the scoring numbers, I, I said on a bulls on tap a while back that I think they're just going to drop a little bit because there's more offensive firepower that's surrounding him. He does not need to be the guy that needs to keep shooting them out of bad situations because he has, you know, I, a lot of people hate this term, but he has high IQ players around him and he has high talent players around him now. Um, so I, I think that the numbers might dip, but other than that, I, I think that he's, a, he's going to be an all-star again. And I think, you know, that his, his game's going to get even better though. The scoring's not going to be there. I think, you know, after playing with the Olympics uh, in the Olympics this year, you know, he even said it himself. He learned a lot. He learned how to win. He learned how to, you know, trust a little bit. So, and he hasn't had that in his whole career. I really don't care what anybody says. I mean, who, you know, outside of Kobe white, who was a guy that can create a shot. I don't really see anybody that Zach Levine had around him that could take any sort of pressure off of him this year. He has it. I think he learns from that. I think he adapts to it. I think he just, again, he, he has a career year. I mean, whether that's not in scoring, but I think, you know, his percentages will keep going up hard to get better than what he was last year. Maybe they stay the same, but you know, I, I I think it's a very good all-star year for him. Speaking of Kobe white, uh, I'm very excited for when he comes back, because I think what we've seen from some of these lineups, especially when uh, Billy goes with DeMar leading the second unit. um, I mean, I I think that might need a a little adjusting. I I almost feel like Zach should be leading that second unit. But I think when you mix in Kobe in that, especially with his ability to really score off the ball, uh, he, he's going to fit in so seamlessly and he's going to be such an important factor for this, for this rotation and this roster. Uh, what, what are you expecting from Kobe this season coming in and how do you see uh, him kind of, you know, as he comes back, how, how do you see him getting comfortable into the rotation? I think he's going to be, I think it's an ace in a place type situation here. You know, there's a lot of people last year that called for him to, you know, to be a six man type of guy, not to be the point guard, all of that. And I'll be honest with you guys, 100 percent, I'll own it. I I wanted to watch him play point guard. I want to see if it worked. You know, I mean, I knew the Bulls weren't going to do anything really last year. You know, I wanted to see if it worked. And obviously there he had some moments where it did. He had some moments where it didn't. He played well with Vooch when he came over. But this season, I'm expecting him to be an ace in his place. He's going to be the scoring guard coming off the bench, you know, moving without the ball, doing his thing. Putting Billy's going to put him in positions to succeed. Kobe White can create a shot and kind of create for others. Not great at that. I want to see him improve at that. But I, I think that he's going to be pretty good this year once he comes back from injury. But again, when you miss time, it's not going to be a seamless transition when he gets back into a rotation here. We, we need to understand that he might be a very dynamic player, but it's going to take him a little bit to get, you know, get his feet wet and get back into what he was kind of doing last year. I mean, you know, shoulder injuries are tough in basketball. Um, 
Uh, any injury is tough ever, but I mean, especially a shoulder injury. So, you know, work himself back in. I mean, he looked pretty healthy, even in like the little practice thing they did. Did you guys see that on YouTube? I mean, he was running around doing some dribble drills and stuff like that, you know, get some yeah, shots yeah. up. He, he looked okay. But um, yeah, I, I just think with missed time, you know, uh, especially as the season's going on, it, it takes a little bit of more time to get acclimated with what's happening, but I think he's going to do well this year. I mean, and, I really hope he's in six man uh, consideration, even though he's going to miss some time. I mean, he's in a great position really to bounce back and have his best season ever because he's going to be, and I'm not even saying it from a raw numbers percent like aspect. I just say it from a fit aspect now, because the bulls are no longer in a position where they have to build a team around the hope that a guy like Kobe white can become an all-star one day. He can just come in off the bench and play his role, and that's hitting shots and making shots. So, you know, having that offensive firepower and being in a backcourt with a guy like Caruso, who is going to offset a lot of his weaknesses, and the Bulls are bringing in some pretty good defenders, I think, off the bench, some versatile guys who you know are long, athletic. I think that's going to really help Kobe's game this upcoming season. So I, I'm excited to see what Kobe can do. I don't, I know it's definitely not going to be an instant type of thing. Like you said, he's probably going to have to, you know, get his legs behind him, get his conditioning up and stuff like that. But this is, there really isn't a better situation right now for Kobe to succeed than what he's going to be, you know, than what we have with this team right now. Yeah, I 100% agree with what you just said, for sure. I think that this is the best position he's been in since he's gotten here, and it's going into his third NBA season. So mm-hmm. let's hope it works out. I mean, again, you know, it'll take some time. I just hope that Bulls fans are patient with him. You know, um, new. I want to say it's a new role, but, I mean, he got kind of got bounced around last year. You know what I mean? It's not like he had a permanent home. He yeah. was either in the starting lineup, then he had went to the bench, and then he went back into the starting lineup after Levine had the whole COVID thing. So, you know, um, yeah, just be patient with him, and I'm excited. I think he's going to do some good things this year. Yeah, ace in his place, man. It's always important when you have an ace in a place. Yeah, they were. It was last year. They were, and and I know this is probably I'm probably like in the minority with this, but I was fine with what they tried to do last year in terms of like, hey, let's throw him out there. Let's see if he can play point. Let's see if you know he can adapt to it. You know, let's let him take some bumps and bruises a little bit and see if he comes out better for it. And obviously, that didn't happen. So you know, I was fine with it. I know a lot of other people were not, but. I think this role that he's going to be in uh, right now, like you said, it's not anything new, but it's just a really good situation in terms of the personnel around him to really get the best out of him. Let me ask you this. There's been some talk in the offseason, like I always see it on my timeline about the Bulls defense and what we can expect from it this upcoming season. I think there was an article. Uh, I can't remember uh, the website, but it was a uh, an article where like anonymous scouts talked about each team in the NBA and gave their, you know, expectations and their thoughts on them. And I think one of the scouts talked about how the Bulls defense is still going to be like really effing bad. I'm, I can't remember if I'm paraphrasing it, but they, they basically. No, like you're right along it. the same lines, yeah. dude. That's yeah. what it said. Yeah, yeah, something like that. So there's been, a, there's been a bunch of people in the mainstream media who have been talking about how the Bulls defense is going to be really bad. And I've seen Celine point out multiple times that, hey, the Bulls defense last season was actually 12th in defensive efficiency or defensive rating. So the Bulls defense was really not bad. So this is kind of a narrative that has been really lazy, I guess, in terms of like looking at personnel and saying, well, since Zach Levine and uh, Vucevic aren't like amazing defenders and the Bulls must be bad. I don't know where it's coming from, but 
it, it seems to me that the Bulls have improved in terms of the personnel that they've added defensively when you think about uh, Lonzo Ball, when you think about their uh, Patrick Williams, who's still really good on defense. Uh, they have good defenders coming off the bench, Javante Green, Caruso, uh, Troy Brown Jr. I mean, what do you think the Bulls are going to do defensively? Do you think that there is going to be some regression, or do you think that they can hold kind of steady in terms of being around maybe like a 12, 13, 14 defense, maybe like a, a bend but don't break type of defense here? Like, I'm not even saying I think they're going to be elite, but I don't think they're going to be awful like the scouts have. So what what are your thoughts on that, Buzz? Oh, my best – Man, maybe we should get a job as an NBA scout or something like that. It's a lazy ass thing to put out, and I think it's pretty irresponsible. Because to Celine pointed out, I was I tweeted out, got an article up about it. The Bulls were 12th last year in defensive rating, and this team improved drastically. Um, the narrative around Zach Levine not being a good defender, I think, is kind of shitty. I think that he's pretty good man to man. His help defense always kind of sucked, but he was always trying to <laughs> he's always trying to exert himself so much on the offensive side of the ball. Right. Like, I mean, you're either this isn't 2K. You can't play on both ends, balls to the wall for, you know, 35 minutes a game. It doesn't work like that in real life. Um, it's also not if anybody listens to this who was born in like the 60s, like my dad, and he'll yell at me that Jordan did it. OK, I get it. man. I get it. You know, <laughs> I understand. Um, but then you had a guy like Lonzo Ball. Like Tomas Sadoransky wasn't a bad defender by any means necessary, but you're adding a guy who's a way more dynamic defender in Lonzo Ball. Great help defense, great at jumping in the passing lane. The IQ thing that people seem to hate to bring up now. He knows what plays are happening and try and how to try to break them up. Nikola Vucevic, me and Salim, we talked about this. What was like last week on, on Twitter? Everybody says like he's just this horrible defender. He's not. He's not a horrible defender. Like I don't know uh, where the. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. No, you're hundred percent right about that. It's he's he's not like okay, he's not of obviously anywhere guys like Bam Adebayo or like Rudy Gobert or anything. Like he's not that's elite level stuff. That's elite level stuff. But in the drop coverage, he's fine. He can get to his spots. You know, he he can be a deterrent, and that's about it. You know, he's not going to block a shot. Hundred percent that he's not going to do that. But yeah, he can he can do enough and. I think what's going to be more a lot beneficial this season is because you got guys like Lonzo Caruso, a lot more physical, aggressive perimeter uh, at the point of attack, especially in that pick and roll. That helps our bigs. That helps Vooch. So that's going to make it a lot easier. And I think that's something people are really overlooking uh, because we did not have that last season. And that's a lot of the issues were last season. Our guards were letting guys penetrate through too easily. I mean, you watch Caruso has a screen navigation. It's like, oh, my God, it's fucking art. It's absolute art the way he's able to. He never gets caught on a screen, like, ever. I have I, I never, ever see him get caught on a screen. He knows exactly how to maneuver around it. He's always has his, you know, his head, on, you know, uh, on a swivel, has his, he plays it right perfectly. He has his, you know, feel out and everything like that. And he's able to, you know, stick with the man at all times. And it's just, it's brilliant. It's amazing to see. And I think that's going to be a big factor that people, like I said, are just not, are just really overlooking. Yeah, and they, and they have been all off season and this anonymous G NBA, you know, scout or whatever had made his comments about how they're going to be bad. Then we just talked about the starting lineup a little bit and well, with the exception of Caruso, but you have guys like DJJ TBJ on your bench 
you know, and again, Caruso coming off of your bench, you have a guy like Tony Bradley, who's a pretty good shot blocker coming off your bench. I mean, this team got a lot better defensively. Now I'm not going to crown them top five. I won't even crown them top eight. I would say anywhere from nine to 12 is fair. They were 12 last year. Why, why can't they do it again? You know, it doesn't really, I, I, I don't understand why, you know, they get shit on so much to be quite, you know, frank with you. I don't, I don't really understand. I think they'll be all right. I think they got, again, a lot of hunger in, in that starting lineup, a lot of hunger on that bench, a lot of prove it guys on that bench. Um, I think that this team is going to try to compete each and every night. And it's going to be on both ends because they know they can score. So they have enough people to, you know, put effort defensively to make them a little bit of a problem. Yeah. There's a, there's a little bit of everything on this team this season. They're like the starting lineup has two pretty good defenders in ball, Patrick Williams. Then you have guys like Levine, DeMar, Vuch, who can get buckets. You have some shooters, ball, Levine can, can shoot it. I mean, there, there's a little bit of everything on this team. And just looking at the players that are here, I never get the vibe that they're just going to be really putrid defensively this year. If they were, I'd be really, really surprised because, again, they were solidly above average last season. And they only got better in terms of the personnel that they got. And some of the players that they do have, like a, a Troy Brown Jr. or Javante Green, did not play with the Bulls all of last season. Only for like a little bit. So it, it would definitely be weird to expect this team to be just really, really bad. Let me ask you this, though. One of the things we saw in this game against the Memphis Grizzlies is we got to see Patrick Williams playing at center for a little bit. And I think that's something that we've talked about in some past shows about the idea of him being a uh, small ball five. I think we brought it up with uh, Corey. Shout out to him. And this is something that could be really, really interesting against some other teams that are, you know, maybe match up in a different way against the Bulls. But I kind of liked what I saw of him in the small ball, uh, small ball five minutes. What did you guys think? Oh, I'll take it. I'm sorry. Um, I, I think that I thought he looked good. I mean, I was a little surprised. I'm not going to lie. I know it's something that a lot of people had talked about with him playing small ball five. It's definitely a feasible. I mean, he stands at six, nine. What's his wingspan? About seven foot. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's a he's a long, lanky kid, you know. Um, I liked it. I don't know how much it runs during. I mean, I got it's just a, it's matchup based, yes. you know. It's matchup based. You know, if they're going to like run out a guy like, you know, Joel Embiid or something, he's going to be playing 36 minutes, 37 minutes against a, what we hope to be a competitive Bulls team. You won't really see a lot of that, I don't think. But, um, you know, I I liked it. And I Pat's he's very versatile. And that's a very important thing to bring up. He's very versatile. So the fact that he can step in. You know, from small forward to power forward to, to center. I mean, I, I love that. And I, I hope I, we get to see it going forward because that small ball lineup is mm-hmm. pretty damn dangerous. Yeah, I, I I thought it was nice to see. I'm I'm very intrigued by it, especially on certain lineups. Like I thought he did. He had that one play where he's because he's such a he's such quick in the recovery, especially when you when you're out there doing the different type of coverages. Um, it, it was really nice to see the way he was able to recover and then co- completely like, you know, just block the shit out of Jaron Jackson's <laughs> shot at the rim. And I mean, Jared Jackson's a, is a good young big. So it was just, it was nice to see that it will be. And like I said, interesting. I, I'm interested to see him and Alize getting minutes together. And depending on, depending on when, um, we'll see it happen. Like obviously it might, might happen eventually this season. I, and I feel like Alize is going to, 
I mean, that, that we'll get into later, but I think he's going to get minutes this season for sure. Uh, at, at some point, he's going to be a, 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 a consistent and consistently in the rotation, I feel like. So that, that'll be interesting. So we'll, we'll, we'll find out as, you know, what, what Billy really wants to do with, with Pat at the five. Like, I, I think we'll, we'll definitely get more and more of it. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I'm intrigued by it and I'm excited to see it. Yeah, absolutely. I I really like what I saw from it. I realize it's not going to be something, <clears throat> excuse me, I realize it's not going to be something that, you know, we're going to see for entire games, but definitely mashup based and definitely something that can really be a good addition to the team going forward. There's a lot of versatility on this team and it's really, really exciting to see in comparison to the last uh, few years. So let, let's kind of switch gears going into the regular season some. What's one thing, Buzz, that you're looking forward to seeing from this team in the upcoming season, whether it's something that you're just really anticipating or whether it's something that may be a concern about this team that you have, but what's something that you really want to see from this team in the upcoming season? Oh, man, I just want to see. I'm be honest with you. I'm be, I mean, you know, really homerish. I just want to see dubs. I just can't wait to get back to the United Center. But something <laughs> growth-wise, what I want to see out of them is, you know, I want to see Pat take a leap. I feel like I know what Lonzo brings to the table. I feel like I know what Zach brings to the table. And obviously we talked earlier about him improving and not exerting so much energy uh, on scoring the ball where he can become more of a full player. I'd like to see that as well. It's very important to me, you know, just to see if he can transcend into superstardom, not just being a star, like superstardom. That's what I'm looking for out of Zach. And then I'm looking really out of Patrick Williams as a guy that's going to that can be here and be a key cog to the future, you know, and, and that's what I really want to see this year is because, you know, we have DeMar DeRozan, who's what, 32, 33, right? Am I, I'm in that ballpark there. Um, you have Vooch who's in his thirties, you know, you got these guys that are a little bit older and then you kind of have, which is nice. You have, you know, Pat, who's a young kid, Lonzo locked up, who's a young kid. He's only 23 or 24. So I, I want to see something out of Pat this year that shows that he is a guy going forward as the other guys start getting older, you know, not saying they're not as effective, but he could be a guy who takes pressure off of them and, you know, um, really starts, you know, scoring the rock and doing what he needs to do when he needs to do it. I also like really want to see him in the, <laughs> in the rising stars game. Like I, I really want to see that happen because I don't think he got to do that last year if I'm not mistaken or am I mistaken? I don't think he was in that last year. So I'd like to see him in that. Yeah. I don't remember if he, uh, he, he was. got selected. No, he didn't get selected. I know he, he, they, they picked like some, I thought he should have gotten selected for, so did I. Yeah. Yeah. But they picked like, I think Wiseman and an, another player that I couldn't think of on top of my head. And I was like, why, why does he, why does this guy belong over Pat? But I makes sense to me yeah so i'm looking for big things out of pat like that's one of the biggest things i'm looking for i guess like the only third thing is his bench unity and seeing how that bench works out together because you know you when you have a good bench uh, you can be a very dangerous team and if we i think that all of us on the show right now have faith in what the starters can do hmm. if that bench can find unity and play well together um that's that's a big thing as well yeah yeah uh, for me i'll say this I, last season we heard a lot when the team the games would start and then after the games, after they would lose, all they go, we we came out, we weren't ready. Like guys weren't ready to play. Like we heard that like almost every other day, I felt like. And I it would piss me off. I don't want us hear that this season. 
I I know they're I know they're expected to be a playoff team, um, and you know I expect them to kind of I expect them to be you know competitive all season, but I don't want to hear that at all, and I don't want them to ever overlook an opponent this season. I I don't care. I don't want them buying into their own hype. I. I you know, you you look at the schedule of the start. So I think the first five games are all very winnable. I think they should arguably start five and no. I know the Knicks is going are going to be tough at home, but it's a home game. So I, I feel like they the Bulls should win that. But you look at the other games before the Knicks. It's obviously you open against the Pistons uh, in Detroit. It's against so Detroit. That team is not expected to be be good. They they're expected to be one of the worst teams in the league. We should beat them easily. Uh, Pelicans again, without, without, especially without Zion. I mean, even with Zion, they might not be a, a good team necessarily. But without Zion, we, I, 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 I don't want to see them struggling against that team. Again, we got the Pistons again, and then, and then the Raptors. Raptors will be interesting. They could be sneaky good, but again, I, I think I feel like that should be a win uh, before we start the like two three week stretch where we're playing like the jazz sixers even like sixers i know they're going through a lot of things but still if you haven't beat that's <laughs> that's that's a load that you have to do. so you're going to be playing these teams like the nets the uh warriors the mavericks and all these teams so i i, I need to see them start out four and five and oh i can maybe five and four and one uh, but like I said, all season long, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear them saying that, you know, we weren't ready. We came out lackadaisical or any any idea that they may have overlooked an opponent just because that opponent was not so projected to be like a great team. No, absolutely. And I think the one of the things that's going to help with all of that is that we have adults in the room. So hopefully the we weren't ready, uh, you know, I start, uh, you know, I wasn't really feeling it today. Hopefully we do see less and less of that because I feel like there are going to be more guys in this locker room who are battle tested, who will take this seriously. And they know how we can, you know, they know what how to lead this team, how to steer this team during the regular season. So looking forward to some leadership from guys like Damar. Uh, hopefully some guys like Caruso who have been on those championship teams, those deep playoff runs. There's a bunch of guys here who I think definitely should be able to keep this team a little bit more stable this season. But Buzz kind of alluded to it, but the thing I'm looking forward to uh, this season is seeing what develops with the bench. I mean, there's a lot of different guys on this bench who offer some very different skills. And just uh, we've talked about Troy Brown Jr. We've talked about Derek Jones Jr. We've talked about uh, Alizé Johnson, Tony Bradley, Kobe White. When he comes back, Alice Caruso has been very solid for his team in preseason. So just seeing how the bench integrates with this team in terms of those those second quarter lineups, seeing who emerges from the bench. If Javante Green carves out like a permanent role off the bench to see if, you know, Jones or Troy Brown Jr., what they can do. It's going to be really interesting to see who really emerges from the bench as kind of like and kind of like solidifies himself in the rotation. And I, I think there are some guys here like I think Jones is in a contract here. I think Troy Brown is in a contract year. Um, Johnson signed a two year deal, so he's not. But there, there's some guys who definitely have something to prove and definitely have some money that they're going to be fighting for. So I'm looking forward to see 
which one of those guys is going to emerge this season. I, I like the athleticism. I like the length that we have coming off the bench. And it's definitely a different look than we've kind of had in the past. So I'm excited to see that. Do you have a prediction on who you think is going to like, and I'm sorry, to, I'm not trying to railroad anything, but yeah. do you have a prediction on who you think is going to like, outside of like maybe Kobe or Caruso, who, you know, we kind of not know what, Kobe can do an, an ace in a play spot, but we know what he can do. But like on the bench, do you have a guy that you think is just going to come out and take off, like you know, and just be a, a key rotational piece that you didn't think of before? Man, uh, right now it's I'm stuck between Troy Brown Jr. and Javante Green. I really liked what I've seen from Javante Green during preseason. He, he's just all over the place. He is. The effort is there. He's playing on both sides of the ball. He's active, athletic. I really like what I've seen from him. And Troy Brown Jr. is someone who, even in Washington, we've seen flashes of him being able to play you know, pretty well. Like He's a, a rounded player who I think could be pretty solid for this team. And I, I think that he could be a contributor for this team like and solidify himself in the rotation. So uh, he's definitely someone that I'm excited to watch. And you kind of forget that Troy Brown Jr. is 21 years old. So... Uh, or he just turned 22. So still relatively young, a bunch of talent. It's it's either one of them who I think, and I, I, I guess you can't even forget that Derrick Jones Jr. was a part of that Miami team that, you know, went on that playoff run uh, a few years back too. So, I mean, it's it's tough to project, but yeah, I'll probably go with those two. Yeah, I'm kind of in your same thought process with Derek Jones Jr. Because, you know, he's just so lengthy and athletic, and I feel like his game complements a lot of the other guys. Like if he's getting in with maybe, you know, Lonzo or Caruso or, or Zach, and, you know, when the bench unit comes in, if it's Zach leading in or even DeRozan, I think that guy just complements their games pretty well with, you know, good, pretty good defender, runs the floor real well. You know, uh, I, I I don't know. But I, I I would if I had to pick, it would be probably Troy Brown Jr. Because I feel like if that guy could just shoot consistently, watch out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he's that's, and he's that's, got yeah, everything that's else. That's the thing. That's and I think that's gonna be the factor because when you talk about Green, when you talk about Troy Brown, when you talk about Derrick Jones Jr., all of these guys are not really proven as high volume shooters or even like like mid volume shooters. So if any of them can show improvement in terms of knocking down that three point shot, I think there was like a game earlier in the preseason where Troy Brown's three point shot looked pretty solid. So if that can translate to the regular season, then you have a guy all of a sudden where you're like, okay, he can play both sides of the ball and he can knock down that shot. And that's going to be really important coming off the bench and possibly integrating in lineups with guys like Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan. So I, I definitely think that perimeter shot is going to be the difference maker in terms of who can really show that they've improved that first. Yeah, I, I agree with what you guys saying. Troy Brown Jr. is someone that I, I kind of expect to be in the rotation and uh, someone that completely surprises me is again, yeah, Javante. I, I figured, you know, when they signed him to the minimum deal for two years, I just thought, you know, he's going to be end of the bench. We're probably not going to see him play much. He's going to be there for insurance purposes. But, yeah, I think this preseason he's kind of like, just, you know, knocked open that door, like just kicked it open and said, yeah, I'm in this rotation. So yeah. <laughs> I think he's going to be a nice staple, the nice defensive piece coming off the bench, just being able to play four at times coming off that bench. Um, doing some of the some of these things, he's gonna he's gonna be there, and he's gonna be one of these guys, these defensive players that you know people overlook. That's gonna be contributing. That's gonna help make us not not as you know 
um, bad defensively defensively as people think that we will. Yeah, a, a little bit of David Nwaba vibes, I think. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. There's five, like Stacy says, there's five Javantes out there. So yeah. <laughs> um, he, he just, you know, the guy just goes out there, you know, gives everything he has. And like, you know, you see him completely breaking up actions. He just gets in the, you know, physical as far as, He's kind of he's like hyper right there, right? He, yeah. He, you saw him trying to dunk on Larry. He kind of I think he got blocked a little bit, but he recovered quickly and then went right back at him and just stuffed it in. And you see stuff like that. It's just energy and everything that he provides. It's like yeah, it's that's something you need. You need him to be in the rotation, and if he can do that consistently, which I think he can, he's going to be a nice rotation piece for the Bulls. Yeah, I I know I'm repeating myself here, but I just really do like this athleticism that is surrounding the team's best players when you think about like yeah. I mean even though you know a guy like Zach Levine is already one of the most athletic players in the league you talk about Lonzo Ball you talk about uh like DeMar DeRozan still very athletic you talk about uh Jones Troy Brown Javante Green Patrick Williams Caruso uh, uh, there's athleticism up and down this team and there's youth on this bench like there's some really fresh legs so I mean it's just really exciting. So I, I definitely am really curious to see what the bench is going to bring uh, this upcoming season. So let, let's kind of transition into some over-unders uh, before we wrap up. So we're, I'm going to give you some uh, over-unders and you just give me what you got. And, yeah, we'll go through some Bulls predictions and we'll go through some uh, predictions from around the NBA as well. So let's start it off with this one. Uh, and we'll start with you, Buzz. How many All-Stars do you think the Bulls will have this upcoming season? Two. I think it'll be two. I think it'll be Zach Levine, and I think it'll be um, Nikola Vucevic. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, for me personally, I think we'll have one. Um, it'll be Zach. The reason I don't think we'll have two is I think we could have two, but I think if to order to have two, I think the Bulls would have to be a top four seed. Like they would have to be just really good. Um, you know, on pace for over 50 wins for them to get that second all-star. I think what's going to end up happening is they'll be in that, you know, six range. And I, I think they'll get the nod for having Zach, obviously, because he is a star. Uh, but uh, I think that's going to be what, what comes into play as far as what stops them from having two. But like I said, I mean, if they get into that point where they're like a top four seed heading into the all-star uh, voting and, uh, heading into like like I said, when when the coaches decide, they may you know reward the Bulls with a second All Star. But I, I, right now, as I see, you know I, what I have, what I have them, where I have them, I think I think they'll have probably one All Star. One mm. is definitely the safest one. I think uh, I could see two, but it's like you guys said. I think the Bull, the Bulls would probably need to be a top four seed. And even then, depending on how good the other teams are above them, a guy like Vooch or DeMar or whoever is that second all-star, they could kind of be in that bubble range where they're possibly a snub too. So it's kind of tough. But I'll, I'll say one uh, as the highest floor there. Uh, so let, let's go to offensive and defensive ratings. So where do you think the Bulls will finish in offensive and defensive ratings, uh, just for uh, comparison, last season the Bulls were 19th in offensive rating, and of course they were uh, well, actually 11th in defensive rating, according to Basketball Reference. So uh, let's start with you, Celine. Where do you have them? 
So yeah, um, offensive rating, I expect them in that five to seven range, top five to seven range. Uh, I, I think their offense is going to be absolutely just really good. Um, they have a shot to even be maybe if everything just clicks really well, a top three offense because they got so many offensive creators on this team. You literally have like on a good day if everyone's you know humming along. You have what, let's say, Zach, uh, like offensive ball creator, Zach, uh, DeMar, uh, Vooch, that can create in a, in, in a way. Uh, Caruso, we've seen his passing and handling chops in, in this preseason come about. Lonzo, obviously, that's five. And then when Kobe's back healthy, Kobe, six guys at least. And then Pat is obviously a work in progress. We've seen his passing ability and at least he can build the bring the ball up the court on a fast break um i don't know how, how much he can still do as far as a creator and a half court especially because dribbling within traffic i think that's going to be something that he still needs to develop along but that's a lot of offensive yeah. creators compared to last season right so to me it, it, in my basketball mind it's just hard for me to see this team finishing below the five or seven. And like I said, if they hit really well, it could even potentially be a top three offense, but yeah, that that's where I see kind of their offense going Uh their defense. I'll say, so the, the defensive rating I go by is NBA.com. I just, I mean, it, it's the NBA.com. So it's, I think I'd safer bet to go by then. That's where they were ranked 12. Okay. Um, and I think they'll be around that again this season. Uh, and the reason I say that, I, I think what we lost less from last season, and obviously we lost guys like Sato, who's a good team defender. He's not a good one-on-one defender, but he's a good team defender. Temple, who I've I said many times last season, he was our best perimeter defender, especially in that uh, pick and roll, because we saw how much the Bulls struggled with him out, uh, especially he missed like a good portion of the season, like it was in the middle of the season that really hurt the Bulls. Um, and then you obviously lost Thad and, and, and Tice who up front. So I think what we ended up doing is like with losing Thad and Tice were the biggest losses. I think for us, we replaced those guys on the perimeter with guys like Caruso and Lonzo. And obviously, you know, Javante, who's going to be more into rotation. He's going to be a good defender. Uh, Troy Brown jr. Who's a positive defender. I mean, he has some, maybe off ball weaknesses last season. We saw him get like back cut now and then, but for the most part, he's a positive defender on the court. So, you know, you replace Thad and, and Tice, what they provided in as far as the interior defense goes, you kind of switch that onto the perimeter. So I think that'll kind of overlap. So I, I still foresee him being an above average defense, which will be more than good enough because like I said, what I foresee with this offense, it's just going to be humming along such so smoothly that this team is just going to be really good and fun to watch. How about you, Buzz? Yeah, I definitely think that they're in the top. I'm not going to pick a, a specific number of where they rate, but I definitely say top eight, top eight in offensive rating. Like Salim said, if they do click on all cylinders, I don't really see a lot of teams that have the firepower. I'm sorry. I don't Homer is coming out now <laughs> top, you know, like he said, top three, I definitely could see that, but I'll, I'll just say for the sake of it, it's going to be top eight. And I think what we talked about before with defensive rating earlier in the show, when we were talking about like, 
basically kind of the disrespect that was received to the, you know given to the Bulls from a anonymous NBA scout. I see anywhere from nine to twelve, um, maybe eight, but I'll say nine to twelve. Those three, you know, three spots there. I think that if they do that, they are they're a very dangerous team, and that's just again me being super cautious. So hopefully they over exceed all of our expectations and do something insane. Um, but I think that the talent is there to, they, they will be in the tops of, um, or, you know, above middle of the pack in defense. And I think that they will be on the upper echelon of offensive rating. So the, I'm going to read the top 10 offensive rating from last year. So it was Brooklyn, Portland, Utah, Clippers, Suns, Milwaukee, Denver, Atlanta, Dallas, Boston. Hmm. That's a tough one. It, uh, I want to say the Bulls are going to be like, I, I agree with you, you guys on the best case that they could really push high for the best offenses in the NBA. Uh, some stacked offensive teams in the league. I'm going to say that they're going to finish like nine for 10th, I think. I don't know if that's bad, but I'll say they're like a top 10 offense. I think, I think that's still good. Uh, defensive rating. I will say that they are about 11, like 11, 12, 13. Like I think they'll, I think that they'll hold. I think that they'll largely be the same as last year. So 12, 13, four, some, somewhere around that, give or take. So I, that's pretty much a pretty good offense with a defense that's like bend but don't break. So I'll go with that, but I'll definitely probably a lot more real than what I did. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's tough because I I agree, especially with Salim's points that like yeah, this Bulls team offensively could be really really good. Um, I don't know why I'm just kind of hedging a little bit downward though, but like I'll I'll say ten ish like is what their offense ends up being, but still has the upside to be as good as what Salim is saying. Uh, Man, you're bringing down the vibes. Andrew. What the <laughs> hell? <laughs> Me and Salim are just sitting here on cloud nine right now, just trying and, to, you know, and, and, and cold water, cold bucket. Uh, yeah. Edward here, just uh, throw water on that. I had to look, <laughs> you know, I, I, I had to look, I had to look to see what what the offer, what the teams were looking like last year, and I was kind of looking at those teams. I was like, ooh, man, that's a uh, that's fair. That's, that's tough. Fair. <laughs> that's fair. It's that's really fair. tough, but no, I, I I agree with both of you guys on like the upside. I guess I'm just going to, you know, someone's got to neutralize it a little bit. But I think we're all agreeing that this team could, at bare minimum, should be above average offensively. Uh, So let's move to uh, where the Bulls are going to finish in the standings in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Let's start with you, Buzz. Where do you think the Bulls are going to finish? Bud, I'm uh, I'm, okay. I'm going to be real. Okay. Real. All They're right. gonna finish first eighty-two and zero because they went on. Un- <laughs> no, I'm kidding. All right, no, I'd be. I definitely say six. I want to say six. That is my hard answer. Like that's where they're going to be. They're going to be the sixth seed in the Eastern Conference, and they're going to surprise the people that you know. There's a lot of people that were hating on them at first, but then now they kind of jumped on that train a little bit. You see, some people changed how they were talking about the Bulls from when they signed everybody, traded whatever, and then came to today to right now. It, it's kind of changed a little bit, but I, I want to say six because I think they avoid that play-in. And that, I just have to have my, I cannot say anything else. That's what I have to believe. They will be a six seed. I think the Bulls will be a top five seed in the East. Uh, I, 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 that's what I see them around. Um, I think they're going to um, 
they're going to be strong. They're going to be solid all season and be competitive. They're going to be fun to watch. Uh, this town is going to be excited because the, there's good basketball. <laughs> Finally, consistently, we got Sky. Again, we've talked about this guy that are playing some brilliant basketball. And then we're also going to get the Bulls playing good basketball. That's it's, We're going to be like, you know, spoiled with, with high-level basketball in this town like all year round for the first time in I don't know how long. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. And I think I have them kind of, like I said, maybe I'm being a homer right now. I, I see them being a top five seed this season in the East. Mm. I'm glad you crossed the bridge with me to be a homer. (laughs) Once I see you at the home opener, um, first beer is on me. Awesome. I appreciate that. I I don't know. I might have some cold water on this one. Uh, I think think both of you guys are on point. I'm looking at last season, the Bulls were 18 and 20 uh, through March, and then they lost eight of their next nine nine games. So this team was in it for a pretty good portion of the season last year. And I think they've upgraded their roster. And when you look at the Eastern conference, uh, you know, Brooklyn, Philly, Milwaukee, I I think Milwaukee and Brooklyn will at least make up the top two Philly, a little tough to project because I mean, they are still a very good team, but don't really know what's going to happen with Ben Simmons and you know what they trade for him. Eventually. I'm not sure. Then you go into like that next tier and you have Knicks, the Hawks, you have the Heat, who I think are going to be better. Uh, that that was four through six last year, and then seven through eight was Boston and Washington. So, I, I think I think a top five seat is definitely doable. Like I could see, I could see the Bulls being like five, maybe even four. If if all goes right, I could see five or four for sure. Uh, the the East is. I don't think the East is like stacked with like great teams, but they are definitely stacked with like some pretty decent teams. Cause I mean, even teams like you think the Hornets and you mentioned the Raptors earlier, who could be pretty sneaky good as well. And you know, who knows what's going to go on with the Pacers, but there's definitely some, some decent teams in the Eastern conference that could give a run. But yeah, I'll, I'll say, I'll say five. And maybe they miss like a top four seed by like a half game or something like that. I don't know. It'll be close. Yeah. It's not often I am the one who has them the lowest on the poll. (laughs) That's not often that happens. So I think we need to document this real well. God, your negativity buzz. Bring the pot down. I'm sorry, man. (laughs) No, it's it's fun. Like, it's interesting. Like I said, you know, we're, we're really feeling this team. And I, and I think there's good reason to why we're feeling this team. And like I said, I, I, I think they, like, I, I think they can finish five in the East. Um, there, the talent is there. I think, you know, we've talked about in the past coaching wise, like Billy may not be like a top 10 coach. I think he's probably an average coach, but he's not going to get in. I don't think he's going to get in the way of this team winning games. Yes. Like, you know, got like Boylan got in the way at times of even, even though the talent wasn't overall there. And obviously they had some frustrating losses that, you know, were player, induced because just you know bad decision making towards the end uh, of close games which there are so many close games that we ended up losing on but um you know Boylan definitely contributed to to the losses but a guy like Billy who lets his players do what they want on offense as far as long as they're not you know being stupid but he gives them offensive freedom 
Um, and he's a strong defensive coach. So yeah. I, I just think he's going to do a lot of good. He's going to, you, you're going to kind of see him not get in the way of this team. I think yeah. at least at the very least. Yeah. And I was going to say, we've had like some kind of depressing, like, prediction segments on here before so like doing this where we're predicting like top five seed and top 10 offense and top 15 defense i mean yo this is a a walk in the park compared to some of the past where we were just like man are the bulls even gonna win 25 26 games and things like that so i mean this is this is feeling great but no i agree with you salim that and i've been saying this all all season that billy donovan may not be one of the top five or ten coaches in the nba but when you look at the rosters that he's had throughout his nba career he's basically had a completely different dynamic year after year after year and those teams continue to win now granted he's had some really good players on those teams but the ability as a coach to be able to adapt as you mentioned and fit the players that you have and especially when you look at what he did in his last year at oklahoma city with that team with chris paul and dennis schroeder a lot of people thought that team was going to be complete trash, and that team was a playoff team in the Western Conference, a really tough Western Conference. So I give credit to Billy not only for that, but what he did last year when the Bulls were again were 18 and 20 after 38 games. They were in it, and they, they trailed off, but again, that was a team with a really young roster, a lot of players still trying to figure things out. Billy Donovan is a pretty solid coach, like for all things considered. So I'm looking forward to seeing what he does with this team uh, this upcoming season. Uh, So, you know, speaking of Billy Donovan, there's going to be some players on the bench that, like we've talked about, that are going to try and earn a really solid spot in the rotation coming off the bench this upcoming season. So we'll start with you on this one, Buzz. Which player do you think will play the most out of Alizé Johnson, Derek Jones Jr., Troy Brown Jr., and Ayo DeSumo? feel like it's kind of tough like kind of like how you said earlier like how we don't know who's going to be like the best person off that bench or who you're going for but i'm definitely gonna i right now i say lsa johnson okay because i feel like the bulls big depth is something that we've talked about a lot um you know whether that was on my show your show whatever i mean i've heard this a lot about uh bulls content shows like you know our, our big depth is something that was a little bit concerning now he's not the biggest guy in the world but the guy plays like he's the biggest guy in the world i mean in in 13 minutes a game in the preseason, he averaged nine rebounds. I mean, (laughs) he's got a knack for where the ball is. And you know what the best part about it is, in my opinion? The ball leaves his hands very quickly after these rebounds. Like, he is looking to initiate to get that offense in transition, to get up the floor and do what they have to do. So I think off the bat, it's going to be Alize. And I'm again, I'm not – it's a very small sample size with him, not just with the Bulls, but his NBA career in general. It's not like the guy has, you know, gotten a ton of playing time anywhere he's gone, but he looks to be, you know, we, we love it here in Chicago, the high motor, you know, hard hat lunch pail guy that goes in there is not afraid <laughs> to get his hands dirty, but he also looks to be a guy that knows how to, I don't want to say initiate the offense, but get it going after he gets a very important rebound. He's asserted himself on the offensive paint, trying to get boards. He's got pretty good hands too. He's not the most athletic guy. He's got a nice little floater that he can, you know, get above bigger defenders on him. And again, he gets that ball out of his hands pretty quick after grabbing and rebound. So I'm going to go Alize. I think that he will get the most minutes off the bat. And I'm surprised to even say that because honestly, guys, I thought it was probably going to be Jones Jr., just a, I mean, you know, dynamic kind of guy, you know, very athletic kind of dude and stuff like that. I thought it was going to be him, but I'm going to go Alze for right now. I'd love it for it to be AO though, because just <laughs> that's, that's the homer in me, you know. Sure, sure. 
Uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, brother. I think it's going to be Alizé. I think as the season goes on, I know uh, Tony Bradley is going to get minutes on that bench um, as a, a, in the in the front court, um, especially when we need size in certain aspects. But I think Alizé is going to end up being the first big off the bench at at some point in the season, and especially the rebounding and and the you know putbacks. Like you see him out there just constantly. He's relentless on the boards. Uh, when he's getting those putbacks, he gets hype. He brings energy. I, it's contagious, and that's something sometimes you need on nights when you know it's you know a, a, a game in January, a cold, <laughs> you know, winter game in January where you need that energy coming off the bench. And I, I especially if he's playing like say let's say twenty minutes, you know, he can come in and just be that force energy force and still grab like 11 boards, 12 boards because he's just so relentless. It's just, just attacking, attacking the glass. That's all he wants to do. That's what he's, he, he's continually talked about wanting to not, I don't know if talked about, but like hinted at like the Dennis Rodman stuff. Like he posts the Dennis Rodman gifts. Um, there was a great article, Salim, about him talking about yeah, like that, watching yeah, Den- yeah, yeah. Dennis Rodman film. So you're no, you're right on no, base. Yeah, with that. so yeah. he wants to be that. He knows what he is. He wants to eat every rebound that comes off that board, right uh, off that basket. He 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 craves it. So I can see that, and I can see him just having such a big impact in that regard. And like I said earlier in the show, I'm very intrigued about maybe him and Pat playing front court together. Um, if you have like, let's say you have, you know, Zach and and Alex in the backcourt, you get Lonzo at the at the three, and then you have Alize and Pat in the front. That could be like, like a very fun lineup um, that can just get up and down the court, uh, defense on the uh, defensively on the on the boards and everything combined. Even offensively, I think they could be uh, solid. So yeah. I say Alize, and I think he's gonna, like I said, he's gonna be a consistent factor in this rotation. Man, if Javante Green was on here, I would pick Javante. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, <laughs> uh, I think Io is the only one who I don't think it's gonna be. I think Io is most, he's mostly gonna be like a you know sit and watch kind of year, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, Even uh, DJJ, I think, is going to be like that. I thought, like, I'm a buzz that before I thought he might be a consistent player, but I think DJJ is going to be an insurance guy this season. Yeah, I'm going to say, I'm going to say Alize too. I I think for the reasons that you probably swept the board. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm. I think he kind of because with Troy Brown and Derek Jones, I feel like they're when the bench is completely healthy, if it is. I feel like they're going to be competing for similar minutes. So I, I feel like Alizé has the safest role of those guys. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's close. I, but yeah, I, I'll definitely go Alizé here. And I, I like what I've seen from him in preseason. Also, like surprisingly, he's a pretty solid passer too. So I, I like what I've seen from him uh, all around. And he could be a pretty uh, good piece for this team this upcoming season. Uh, let's go to win total. So Vegas right now has the Bulls uh, over under at 42.5 wins for the upcoming season. So let's start with you, Salim. Over under 42.5 wins for the Bulls. Uh, if you can tell, my yeah. whole uh, demeanor throughout <laughs> this podcast has been very positive. So clearly I'm taking the under, right? No. Uh, <laughs> um, no, over. I have this team winning 45, 47 games. 
in that range, I think this team is going to be for the first time. They're going to actually make make us happy and and be on the over for the for the win projection. Um, is you know Vegas has us at forty two point five. I thought I saw uh, Caesars Palace. I had them at 44.5, but I don't know. It's been a mixture probably of preseason and everyone betting the over on, on their total. So they probably had to bump it a little bit because they didn't want to lose money. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, I over hundred percent. I think they're going to, like I said, at 45, 47 games. I got them at, I got them at 48 wins. Okay. That's where I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say 48 wins. Um, and I'm, it's 48 to 50. I'm just going to, I wanted to say 48 to sound a little bit more realistic, but yes, <laughs> eight, eight, yeah, 82 game season. Um, I have them finishing in the top six. If you look at uh, the 72 game schedule of last year, you have your, you know, 49 win 76 ers 48 win nets, 46 win bucks. The Knicks won 41, <clears throat> the Hawks won 41 and the heat won 40. Um, now we're going into an 82 game season here. I, Again, as I look at it, if we want to be in the top six, I think it's going to have to be 48 to 50 wins. I, I do. I think that's what it has to be, and that's where I'm going to go with it. I think that they can be better than the Knicks. I have the Knicks going 0-82, believe it or not. Uh, <laughs> never, never before seen. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I got, I got 48 wins. <laughs> I got them in a 46. I'll, I'll go 46 and 36 this year. Uh, and I, I think that – I think all of our win totals kind of align with the top five prediction that we gave them in the Eastern Conference. So I, I think for sure over 42 and a half, and they're going to be somewhere in that 44 to 48 uh, uh, win total for the upcoming season. Uh, let's go. Let's get a bold prediction. Let's start with you, Buzz. What's your bold prediction for the upcoming season? Bold prediction is that the Bulls get to the second round of the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. That is my bold prediction. I believe that they will upset whoever the three seed might be. And obviously, as last year, the three seed was your NBA champion, Milwaukee Bucks. Um, so if they are the three seed again, that means three and six meet. And that means that the Bulls would have to win that to get into the second round. Um, I think the Bulls get uh, through two playoff, uh, or I'm sorry, they, they move on to the second round this year. I'm not ready to crown them NBA champions by any means, but that is one of my bold predictions. Other bold prediction is that um, I think that <clears throat> Kobe White is in, even though he missed his time, I kind of alluded to this earlier, he's in six man of the year consideration, um, you know, being a new ace in his place. So those are two, I guess. Yeah, I, I think uh, for me, my bold prediction, and I, I think it's a bold prediction because I, I see everyone, most people at least, uh, most everyone, I should say, taking the opposite take on this. But um, I think Zach's scoring average is going to either maintain the where he was at last season in the same scoring averages or even increase this year. Um I think the reason being, you know, will he'll get a lot of easier looks due to being off ball more, not having to put in as much work to get his own shot, which I think will help him in that regards. And also we'll be pushing the pace more. So we're going to be playing faster. So that will result in more possessions. And I think that also obviously will result in more possessions for Zach uh, to able to, or shots for Zach to be able to kind of score. Um, And again, a, if the Bulls support, like look like they're gonna not be as turnover prone this season, 
they'll have a lot more clean offensive possessions. So again, that's more scoring options for Zach. So watching him so effortlessly play off the ball and still he's going to be a, such a big, you know, heavy factor on, on the offense. I, I, I don't think his de- scoring is going to decrease this season. I think, like I said, it's going to either maintain that 27 or maybe even increase because like I said, it's going to be easier for him uh, to do a lot of, a lot of things on offense that, you know, with how talented that he is. Like, it still amazes me. Someone that athletic having such a lethal outside game, it's just, it's just cheat code. It's like, how do you, well, how did you create that player? Like, how did you allow that player to be created? <laughs> like, you know, so, so um, I, I like, that's my, that's my bold prediction for, for this season. My bold prediction is that Billy Donovan finishes top four in coach of the year voting. Uh, I love that. Actually, that's yeah, I love that. I'm gonna yeah. go, I'm gonna go with that one. Uh, it's it's tough finding bold, really bold predictions with the team, but I, I'll go with that one because again, I I've been singing his praises all all season, and I think he's a again he's a solid coach who I think you can you can win with, and I think that's really ultimately all you really want in the NBA. You don't really need a top two or Hall of Fame coach. Just get a solid guy who can adapt and is player friendly. And I think Billy Donovan has shown throughout his uh, NBA tenure and even his college tenure that he is that type of coach. So I'll go with that for my uh, bold prediction. Billy Donovan top uh, four in coach of the year voting. So let's go with see, um, let's go with some uh, general NBA predictions. Uh, and we'll start with you, Salim. Uh, who do you have for rookie of the year? Rookie of the year. I'm going to go with Kate Cunningham. Not a really, you know, spicy take there. I think, you know, that he's he's everything advertised. Um, I think he's just going to come in, especially in that Detroit team. He's going to be able to lead them a lot. So I, I think he'll end up with uh, uh, with the rookie of the year. I know Jalen Green is very talented. He's going to be a really good scorer in this league. Um, he's going to obviously have a lot of usage and and with the Rockets. But, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Cade Cunningham for my rookie of the year. How about you, Buzz? I can't do. I can't do it. I can't pick a piston. I just, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, man. I can't do it. I just. Oh, I hate. I hate them. I, I like. I really. I, I do not like Detroit. I just. I just don't. Um, God, I, you know what, dude? I mean, Salim's probably right, but just for the sake of being different, I'm gonna. I'll go Suggs. I'll go Jalen oh, okay. Suggs. I don't, yeah, I mean, you know, there's a lot of people excited about that team over there in Orlando. You know, uh, our old friend just got a contract extension over there. People are excited, that's sol- and that's a solid deal he got. Like it, I think that's really actually, and I, I think that's actually like a pretty team friendly deal because the caliber of defender Wendell is, he could be a, a solid starting center, and you're paying him an average of what eleven million a year. That's yeah, it was something. Yep, something like that. So I mean, it's not. I think that's. I think that's a solid deal for him. Yeah, I, I I just I wanted to go. You know, Orlando seems to be a you know a fun team that people are kind of talking about. Um, and I just, yeah, you know, I'll go with I'll go with Suggs. I mean, it could you know, I think that's the uh, pick I'll go with. But I, I would not be at all surprised if Cade Cunningham had gotten it. But I just can't pick a piston. I can't do it. <laughs> I'll go with Suggs too. That's who I was rolling with. I think Jalen Green is going to be really close. But I think Suggs. I mean, like Jalen Green, I think he's going to have the ball in his hands a lot. He's 
you know, going to be running point, and I think he's going to have a really big season and uh, really high on uh, Jalen Suggs for the upcoming year. So I'll, I'll roll with him, and I think it'll be close between him and Green. Definitely can see Cade uh, in the mix as well. Uh, yeah, I, I think with Suggs, yeah. only, my only reservation with Suggs was because there's a lot of guards in yeah, Orlando. Yeah, that's, that's true. That so true. I just thought, like, you know, I think he's going to definitely get his minutes. But I didn't know of how much freedom he would get as much because you got like Cole Anthony, Fultz is still there. All these guards are there still. So I didn't I didn't know how much he'll be able to just be given the you know keys to the the yeah. card just yet. Let's go with most improved player. Who you got, Salim? Most improved player. You know that's that's always tough. I guess. You know, it's always funny, like people always you always see like these second year players coming in and getting like most improved. Um I'll I'll make a homer pick on this because uh, I'm feeling it. Okay. I'll make the homer pick. I'll say Kobe White. Ah, okay. I think he's gonna really come into his own in this in, in this offense. Um he's gonna be very consistent shooting wise. Um he's gonna be able to play to his strengths. Uh I can see I can see Kobe having a very like strong season. So this is the award in general, or just for our team? Uh, no, this, this is just in, in around the league. Oh, yeah. around the league. Okay, yes. uh, most improved player. Wow. I'd love to say Lonzo Ball being comfortable and being wanted, um, and I think that's actually could be a very likely candidate to win the award itself. Um, maybe him or Kevin Porter Jr. Maybe. I think those are two fair names to bring up and I'll stay with those two. I don't know which one to pick out of that. Uh, the Homer in me says Lonzo ball, but I think Kevin Porter over in Houston. I think that that, that could be a good uh, sneaky. Oh uh, yeah. That's a good one too. I'm going to, I'm going to add Kevin Porter jr. In as well. There you go. <laughs> that, <laughs> hey. that is a really good one. Actually. That that's, that's probably on the money actually that he's going to be, he's going to go off this season. I think he, I really do think he can. I think he really can. I mean, if he's focused, that dude's very talented player, man. I'm yeah. just glad he's not. I'm glad he's not in the central anymore. You know, like see yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go with a guy who I was really high on uh, in his draft a few years back, but I'm going with Darius Garland. Uh, I think he's oh, in for wow. a really big year. I uh, really liked his talent coming in. Uh, just kind of like again, I don't think he is Damian Lillard, but anytime I watched him as a rookie, I was like, yeah, he's got some of that like same energy a little bit and he's really progressed well in his first two years in the NBA I like what I've seen from him so uh yeah I'm, I'm gonna go with Darius Garland I think he's gonna be in for a, a really really solid year uh, none, none, of, none of us picked Denzel Valentine or, or Larry Markin and that's surprising well, no. well Denzel is actually gonna have the comeback album of the year that's, comeback album yeah that's year. that's gonna be his thing this year that's another reason that's another reason to pick Garland because again Denzel Valentine has the best confidence in the NBA and anytime you can have a teammate like that he's just gonna make Garland even better I mean he's gonna hype him up he's gonna get him on the album like that's the vibe you need so yes Darius Garland even more just because of the Denzel Valentine effect. Hopefully it rubs oh off on Lowry marketing too. He's already been hyping Lowry. Like you saw the Instagram post. Like Denzel Valentine is the best hype man in the NBA by far. Like if oh, I he were has a, a job. Yeah, yeah. Like if if I was a rapper, it would either be Swift Star or Denzel Valentine is my hype. So <laughs> you, you really just have to go with that for sure. Let's go with uh NBA coach of the year. Uh I'll start. I'm going with uh I'm going to go with Quinn Snyder, and 
it's actually surprising to me that he has not won coach of the year uh, at any point uh, so far. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to roll with Quinn Snyder from Utah. Utah always seems to have a really good team, and I think he finally gets his due uh, this year. Uh, let's go with you, Salim. Who do you got? Actually, I'll buzz go. I, I, I had okay. to uh, I had to think about this a little bit. Okay, let's I'm go gonna, with you, Buzz. Homer coming out for real, but it's like, please separate this. It's going to be Billy Donovan. If the Bulls get into a – five or six seed like we have predicted. I was a six, you two were the fives. It was the one time that I threw cold water on everybody. Um, it's going to be Billy Donovan. You jump up wins like that, it's going to be damn noticeable. And with the talent that's been added around them, if they're up where we kind of predicted them, um, you know, with the rate, the offense rating, defense rating, everything like that with the record, if they get what, one to two all-stars, I mean, he will, I, he will win the award. And there's no way you can't. I mean, there's not another team in the NBA right now, if you think about it. Like, where we're putting the Bulls and what we're saying about what they can be and what they can literally do, there's no other team in the NBA that's going to make that kind of jump. It's not happening. Mm. It's not happening. So I, I definitely think Billy Donovan could be the guy to do it. Or there's one other one, Steve Kerr. That's a good because one. That's a good one. You, yeah, you're getting Clay. You know, I mean, eventually, you know, he'll be back here. I mean, you're going to kind of get this team – this might be a last hoorah type deal. You know what I'm saying? So like their uh, last run type thing, be trying to get healthy and be in there for golden state. So I have Billy Donovan or Steve Kerr. I'll go now. So I, I I'm going to go with, you know, someone that, you know, doesn't necessarily need to coach a lot, but I think his team record will be just so good because I think, uh, the team is going to be pretty healthy this year. Uh, and I'll go with Steve Nash. And like I said, I think Kevin Durant and James Harden are going to be healthy this season. I think they'll probably be more consistently in the rotation. Um, we'll be interested to see what happens with Kyrie. They don't need Kyrie as far as, you know, to win it and to be good in the regular season. You know, Kyrie may just be doing goofy Kyrie things. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, he's going to like two weeks from now, he's going to get the vaccine and <laughs> and be be in be back with the team. And especially if they add him that I feel like this team probably could win like 70 games. Uh, that's how talented they are, obviously. Right. So I think because of that, because the team's going to be such easily the best record in the league, I think Steve Nash ends up getting head coach of the year. I like that. one. That's a really good one. Let's go NBA six man of the year. Who you got? Celine? Um, Edme six man of the year. Ooh, this is good. Um, has has a player ever wanted back to back? Lou Williams, I believe. Lou Williams, twenty seventeen and twenty eighteen, or twenty eighteen and twenty nineteen, won back to back. Interesting. Yeah, I, I think I'll go with I'll go with Conklin again. I think he's gonna he's still going to get his, and he's still going to be doing his thing out there and getting that, you know, points, getting his opportunity to really go off um, and, and jet with the jazz. So I think um, I'll give him the nod again as uh, back-to-back six man of the year. How about you, Buzz? Yeah, I don't, I, I definitely think Clarkson could do it again. I mean, very dynamic score coming off your bench, you know, um, for sure. But I'm, I, I, I said that would be my hope for Kobe white if he was healthy. Um, but just for the sake of trying to be 
not only it is realistic, it's not not realistic, but I might I might say that if, you know, whatever happens this season, if Phoenix can be very competitive again, which I, there's no reason they shouldn't be. I think they should be a good team. It could be Cameron Payne. And what a story that'd be for hit that guy's career. That's uh, true. You know, it could be Cameron Payne, man. I mean, I thought last year at some circumstances and I thought he might win it. I, I swear to God, I thought he might have won it. Um you know, that I eat a lot of crow on that saying that guy couldn't play in the NBA. I mean, it was either that's how bad the Bulls coaching staff was and, uh, and you know, talent evaluation was. But I mean, or it's a testament to how hard campaign worked to remain in the league. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that he could be a defil, definite dark horse to win the six man of the year award. I, I, you know, I think Phoenix could be good again. That guy was, you know, not only scoring, but he was creating for his teammates out there. Very good player. He turned out to be a very good player in a very good situation. So I think it could be probably either Cameron Payne, Clarkson, or my homer pick and Kobe White. Yeah, I think uh, Cameron Payne just kind of, I remember him talking about it in the NBA finals about when he ended up out of the league and he finally got that call from Monty Williams. It was just kind of like, it was just kind of a wake up call and he just realized, hey, I got to, I got to get it together. And we saw how he played. Like I, when you go through all of that as a player and you disappoint and, you know, you're finally out of a league, sometimes things just click and you just realize, hey, I got to, you know, I, I got to get my best out of here. Uh, just for reference, uh, Bet MGM has Kobe White plus 1600 to win NBA Sixth Man of the Year. So he has the, he's tied for, actually he's tied for the uh, fifth best odds with Tyrese Halliburton and Goran Dragic. So uh, could be a reasonable uh, chance there, but I'm actually going to go with uh, D. Rose. I'm going, uh, I think he was in the mix last year, and I think he could be in the mix. He's going to be in the mix again. Uh, Clarkson is a really good one. So I, I think it's, it's either Clarkson or Rose for me, but I'm going to go with D. Rose. I think he can actually uh, bring it home this time. So he would be, uh, that would actually be interesting. I can't think of a player who's won. It's a, an interesting combination MVP of six-man six man. and MVP, yeah. <laughs> I, and I think that put lock, puts him at a lock for the Hall of Fame if he wins that six-man of the year. I think I think right now he's probably borderline, and he probably would get the – probably would get the nod just because he's generally respected and loved around the league. So I think because of that um, and, and the fact that he's able to bounce back after all these years with these injuries, and I, I think the – voters uh basketball hall of fame voters would you know kind of be a little more um lenient towards him yeah to get in i think but and and we know the basketball hall of fame is a little lenient overall as far as accepting a, a hall of fame vote they're not like they're not as stringent as the nfl and and uh baseball even so, yeah. so um cool. i think yeah i think if if d rose gets that six man he ends up being a lock for the hall of fame so i lied uh james harden has done it uh i forgot that he won uh <laughs> oh did he yeah james harden won uh, six man? oh yeah because he won the six man oh, with the, the thunder Oklahoma city the thunder yes, yeah I, yeah I, 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 always, I always kind of forget about that that james harden i don't know why i always forget about that i just james remember harden. them all letting me down and lebron winning with the heat <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's always sad i wish yeah. we had seen up more of that three 3-0 play together because that was a super team. That oh, was yeah. making of a super team. And, you know, Presti, I don't know what happened. I can't remember exactly what happened with that team, but they made the decision to extend Ibaka instead of Harden. And, ooh, yeah, that was a mistake. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's roll with NBA MVP odds. Uh, Buzz, let's start with you. Who you got? 
Ah, man, I want to say hmm, if Kyrie does <clears throat> what we all think he's going to do and, and not get the vaccine and not play unless, you know, to Sleem's point earlier, if he, you know, kind of goes just weird Kyrie stuff and goes and gets it and starts playing again. Um, I want to say Kevin Durant. I want to say that he will be the MVP this year. Um, I could be a hundred percent wrong on that, but if Kyrie doesn't play and, you know, Durant takes these guys to, you know, the best record in the NBA or something like that, I'd like to say it would be KD. Um, that's where I got to stand with it. Interesting. Interesting. Bless you, uh, do you want me to go next? Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you've been watching uh, a lot of the Orlando league in the preseason, but I'm seeing this, this freak, uh, casually walking into mid-range jumpers, you know, the three-point shot is fine. I'm, I'm not necessarily concerned about, like, looking, not concerned, I should say, but looking that he'd be consistent there. But if Giannis really has that midi going, oh, my God, this guy, he's just going to be the this, the most dominant player, like, we've seen since, Le, like, LeBron. I, I, I have him winning the MVP again. Like, he just... I love him. I know he plays for a rival, technically. I love Giannis. I love everything about him. I love who he is as a person. I love who he is as, like, a teammate. I love who he is as, as just a player, too, obviously. Is you, like He's, like, a guy that you would you want to be the face of the league. I know – I don't know what the hell the NBA keeps wanting to force Zion. I like Zion. I think he's going to be – he's a transcendent, transcendent talent. For sure, but man, Giannis is just a Greek freak. Just you know, the phenom, just everything. I, I love him. I think I think Giannis gets another MVP just because he's just that damn good. Yeah, I, I, I see him seeing more and more people, uh, you know, going for Giannis MVP bid again. So I mean, he's definitely looked great in preseason. So this this one is tough. Uh, Luca is someone I'm like, ah, I, I think he could do it this time, but I, I tend to lean with Buzz on this one that I think depending on what happens with the Kyrie situation in Brooklyn, it's basically kind of set up in a big way for Kevin Durant to win MVP. I think he could really just put up some crazy numbers. Uh, Harden could be in the mix too, but it, Kevin, Kevin Durant, he's the guy on that team. I, I'm i leaning towards him, and I would probably say Luca will be number two. So if I had to give a top three, I'll say Durant, Luca, and Giannis. But uh I'll roll with uh I'll roll with K D on this one. Uh last one. Only uh, sorry, oh, yeah, I just wanted to uh say mention the only thing I kinda inter- think about it with K D is because uh, obviously they he's gonna play more this season than he did last season, but I do wonder if he'll miss enough games because of uh setting out for uh load management purposes where if he plays enough to qualify for MVP because that's something like yeah. I, I've said like in the past I got that Kawhi could be MVP but then he never plays enough yeah that's true the regular season so that's that's, right. that's, very that's true. the only thing that I can see because I think KD otherwise is a very solid choice for sure um especially um obviously because w- what he did last season was absurd coming up an Achilles injury but yeah, that's the only thing that I wonder about if he'll play enough games. Yeah, that that is stuff that is something to consider. So if he's if he's not really in that threshold for games, then I'll I'll go with Luca on that one because okay. he's gonna the talent is there. The talent isn't as great for him overall, so still kind of the situation is there for him to win MVP. Uh, last one, 
who do you have winning the NBA Finals? So give me the team that wins and who they beat ultimately. So we'll go with you, Buzz. Who you got? It's tough. Um, I God, I don't want to say it. I, I I don't I don't know if anybody beats Milwaukee mm-hmm. in the Eastern Conference. I just think that they're so damn good. Um, I I have to say Milwaukee. I think that they win the title, and I. I don't think the Lakers are going to make it. I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think they'll make it in there, but I don't know if Phoenix can catch lightning in a bottle and do what they did again either, man. You know, I'd really love to say it'd be fucking, it'd be Denver because I'd love to see Denver get in, but I, everybody, a lot of people think that, you know, um, Michael Carter or Michael Carter. Oh my God. I almost said Michael Carter. Williams, dude. <laughs> Michael Porter. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Um, a lot of people say that Michael Porter Jr. is going to make, you know, make a really big jump. I mean, dude got paid, you know, uh, you got Jokic over there who was, I think we all kind of disrespected him a little bit. I didn't mean to, but he was the MVP last year, you know, yeah. uh, in the NBA. We didn't even really even mention him in our top anything, but um, man, dude, I, I don't know who gets in from the West. It's, it's a crap shoot. I'll take anybody from Phoenix to a sleeper and maybe golden state if they get hot, to if LeBron's got this last run in him with uh, the Lakers, but I'll, I'll definitely say Milwaukee's probably going to repeat win a title again. I don't see who beats them unless uh, Brooklyn's at full, full strength. Like if Brooklyn's mm. at full, full strength, the Eastern conference finals will be definitely a, a crazy show to watch, but if they're not, and it looks how it does right now, I have to say Milwaukee. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be, in my opinion, I think it's going to be the Nets over the Nuggets in six. Um, oh, you had the Nuggets going too? Yeah. I oh, cool. Okay. Nuggets. Yeah, I like it. I, that, that was my my like surprise pick in that sense. Um, so then that's, I th- I'll say this, like last season, Harden kind of, you know, coming into season, he didn't really <laughs> put any effort in conditioning wise. So that thing that hurt him all season as far as his health was concerned. Um, I, I But I think if KD and James Harden are healthy, and then you look at the rest of that team depth-wise, I, I think they're the best in the East, and they'll come out of the East, and I think they're the best in the league, um, in my opinion. Uh, Milwaukee will definitely give them a very strong series. It goes like seven games, six, seven games, and and definitely push them. I, no disrespect to Milwaukee. They're the defending champions, and I think that championship was every bit earned um, for them. And I think – but I think the the Nets do that, and the, I picked the Nuggets because I don't believe in the Lakers. Um, I I think this is very reminiscent of that twelve thirteen Lakers team, which ironically Dwight Howard was on that team as well. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Nash, Kobe, yeah, yeah, Ron Artest, yeah. Dwight Howard, Powell, and obviously you know it's when you, when LeBron is healthy, it's hard to bet against LeBron, a healthy LeBron because, and then obviously you have AD as well. Then, and, and the talent as far as that concern is different, but I just, I don't know. I, this, this team is just such a weird team fit wise. I, I, I think, I, I think they stumble in the West and, and I don't think they get out of the West, but the nuggets, the reason I'm picking them is like, you, I, Jamal Murray is interesting to me because, he the in March it'll be a year since he'll be you know since his ACL tear, 
Uh, I've seen some clips of him right now. He's doing some, you know, workouts and stuff. And it's obviously only October. Maybe he comes back a little before March. I don't know. Who knows? I like obviously, if he if he doesn't come back this season, that completely puts a wrench in my prediction here. But he's one of those players that he doesn't need to be at, like his athleticism is not what makes him who he is. So if he can just come in and just be that gunner that he normally is, that offensive threat to go off for forty every night, um, and then you add in the improvements of Michael uh, uh, MPJ Michael Porter Jr. and that rest of that team, obviously led by the Joker. I think they get come out of the, the West, and I think they would have won the West last season if if um, Murray, Murray doesn't get hurt. So I have I have the Nuggets going all the way in, but like I said, I think the Nets over the Nuggets in six. It's man, it's it's tough with the Nets because I mean KD and Harden I think can win a championship. It's just when I look at everything else around them, I'm just like, mm. it, it, it's almost like if you could use somehow use that money that you have with Kyrie and build a supporting cast, you would have, I think, by far the best team in the NBA. I like I, I don't really think KD and Harden need Kyrie in a sense. Like it's no, great to don't. have Kyrie, but they don't need him. If you had just quality, like, you know, starting quality players around that those two players, I think you'd be good to go, right? So it, it's it's tough with the Nets. Uh I'm I'm gonna go Milwaukee over. I'm gonna go Milwaukee over the Lakers, honestly. Uh, and I say the Lakers because even though there are some weird, it's a weird fit and there are some weird pieces. I do think that if LeBron and AD are healthy and they can still beat anyone in the West by far, yeah. I mean LeBron's older, but they can still get it done, and they still do have some quality role players. Now it does depend a lot on. Westbrook and all of these older guys but I mean I, I still can't underrate championship experience I still can't underrate a guy like LeBron who you know we know what he can do him and AD have done it before and it, it, the West is a bloodbath but if those two guys are healthy and they're getting the the solid role-playing production that they need I think they can still beat anyone so I'll go with Milwaukee over of uh, Lakers but if the Nets you get Kyrie back, then I might flip that and I might say the Nets over the Lakers. I don't know. Very tough. Very tough one. Nets over Lakers? I could see yeah. that. I mean, if Kyrie, yeah, if Kyrie comes back, I could see that. But I would love the storyline of that. To be 100% yeah. out, I would like just, you know, KD <laughs> going up against LeBron, LeBron going up against Kyrie if Kyrie is back. You know, I, right, I right. Westbrook, Westbrook seeing, uh, you know, the two guys that he started his career with, that would be, yeah, that'd be, <laughs> that'd be gnarly. <laughs> yeah, it, would, it would be weird, but I, we're going to get a really good finals matchup either way. I mean, none of us I said, know. none of us said Phoenix, who, Phoenix, same team. Could, they could, yeah. Could they, get they could. Yeah, could get back They're for gonna sure. They're going to be better. I mean, they'll have internal development, I think. you got an Aiton who I think will take a step this season. Yeah. and um, You could definitely. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Buzz, this was great. We got a lot of really good thoughts on the preseason. A lot of good thoughts on the regular season. Fantastic, just general NBA discussion, man. Really great having you talk to Bulls. Got some good Homer stuff out of you, too. <laughs> Let our listeners know where they can find you and what you're working on right now, man. 
Uh, you can find me at ontapsportsnet.com. Um, you follow me on Twitter at Buzz on Tap. Uh, we do a show called Bulls on Tap over there. You can follow that at Bulls on Tap. And right now we're just, uh, we have a season preview show that we'll be doing tonight. All right. um, and then during the season, um, you know, we do the post-game shows. After every single Bulls game, uh, Goose and I uh, do a post-game show. Um, Salim actually hopped on with me last year. We, it was actually after a win. So we got to talk about that, which was, which was great. Um, so yeah, just check those out. And I, I really appreciate you guys having me on. I love the show and I'm just glad that I got to be a part of something that was fun. You know, it's always cool when you can talk, talk shop and, and just talk NBA and right. talk what you think is going to happen and, and not, you know, have to do it through lenses of not you know, being taken seriously or not or whatever, cause you're a homer or whatever have you. So thank you for having me on. I truly appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely, man. This this was a, a blast. Salim, you got any final thoughts before we wrap up? No, yeah. Thanks to uh, Buzz uh, for joining us. He's uh, he's one of my favorite followers on Twitter. He's just a fun guy, you know. He he likes to party, uh, you know. <laughs> party, party. Crack them, crack them, man. Yep. Like I I, I I love that uh, that little thing they've created that over at On Tap. Um, uh, it's a, it's a fun thing. Um, but yeah, definitely follow him. Um. Again, I want to again bring up the Chicago Sky. We have to talk about them just so, just even a little bit um, to show the respect because they deserve the respect. Um, they're not getting respect. I feel like that it's it's, it's a shame. Um, more media coverage isn't talking about them. We're starting to see the fans really get behind them. Uh, they're selling out, obviously. Yes, uh, tonight is sold out. Or I'm yeah. sorry, this afternoon is sold out yeah, at the Wintrust yeah. Arena. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, everyone's really hyped. You're seeing like the big names, like you've seen Chance a Rapper, Justin Fields. Obviously, all the Bulls players are going there to support them. Um, you know, you saw the mayor uh, of Illinois, uh, the governor, I should say, of Illinois. You saw the mayor of Chicago. They're all at the game. Um, Kalia Cooper, oh my God, she's just been so amazing this playoffs. She's going to be the finals MVP. Uh, Courtney Vandersloot, one of the best point guards, period. She, it's amazing the passes she makes, the, the her vision. Like, you cut to the basket, she'll fucking get you the ball. It, it, she'll drop the ball and you're right in your bread basket. You'll you'll get a good shot off. Um, you know, Courtney, uh, Allie Quigley, her her wife, this is one of the best shooters ever. It's I always, I, you know, this is something I keep pondering about. Like, when is the last time we saw a player that later in their career, like, obviously, they always had, you know, good mechanics, but they were never really considered, like, a good shooter. But they became just, like, one of the best shooters, period. It's amazing to see, like, the the, the all-around game with her shooting. She spot up, coming off of picks, uh, coming off of curls, off, off the dribble, all these different things she can do. She, she's just elite at that. And obviously, you can't forget Candace Parker. Uh, the captain, leader. Um, she's not the who she used to be, but she's so damn good. Um, yeah, the Sky team, man. I love it. I really hope they win today because, man, this town needs a championship, and I'm so happy that they're going to be the ones that are bringing it home. Yeah, it, that'll be great to see. And I'm I'm thinking back to when we talked to Annie from the uh, uh, Sometimes about the uh, the Sky at the beginning of the season, and it was a really great discussion on the team and on the players and on the storylines heading into the season. So to see all of that now come full circle with this team is just fantastic. So hopefully they get the job done today. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And one of my favorite things from it has been the meme of uh, Kalia Cooper. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, uh, staring, <laughs> staring down uh, Cunningham. Yes, uh, <laughs> I love that one. Oh man, Tarasi should have been ejected that game. <laughs> she should have been kicked out of the game. She shoved the ref twice. How do you? <laughs> I have never seen that. I don't think even Michael Jordan would have gotten away with that. That was that was wild. I was like, how do you not kick her out of the game? But yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. Should be a good one. So, shout out Chicago Scott. Hopefully, they can uh, get the job done tonight. But yeah, that concludes this episode of Bulls Gold. Again, thank you so much for Buzz to coming through and discussing the Bulls and the NBA with us. This was so great. And as always, you can check out our past shows right here on the Barroom Network, wherever you get your podcasts, on Spotify, on Apple, on Podbean. And as always, you can catch us right here on the Barroom Network. And we'll see you for our next show. Sore for Sleeves, Wala. I'm Edward Schuler. This has been Bulls Gold, and we will catch you next time, Bulls fans.